Hey guys, welcome to our newest episode. Today, we're gonna dissect a very nice trailer from none other than Marvel. Spider-Man Far From Home. Well, this was actually a surprise to see that the trailer was released. In fact, Tom Holland on Twitter, you know, said that, you know, some guy told him, like, uh, can we see the trailer? And he was like, okay, let me talk to Sony. And then suddenly the trailer came. So... <laughs> Pretty weird and pretty cool. I loved it. Now, the trailer is out, and we have so much to discuss. As the trailer begins, we see that Aunt May, or the new hot Aunt May, is pretty much okay with, with Peter being Spider-Man. In fact, they're apparently holding some kind of an event for Spider-Man or something. And when this event is being held and whatever... Uh, Spider-Man goes on to show himself to the public. We see um, Happy there, and Happy <laughs> talks to Aunt May as if she, as if he already, you know, knows her really intimately and stuff like that. And he says that, "Hey, you changed your dress, the new dress," and she's like, "Yeah, how did you know?" And they're very friendly to the point that Peter suddenly says, "What the hell is going on?" So he's not jealous; he's just being protective of his aunt. So it was really cool and <laughs> probably one of the scenes that I actually enjoyed. So we don't know if Happy is in a relationship with Aunt May or has he been spying on Aunt May. I don't know. But <laughs> reaction, Peter's reaction was golden. Just he looked at him and he was like, what the hell just happened? So this is one of the really fun things in the trailer. One of the other things that I think people enjoyed really much was the fact that Peter is now living a high school life rather than um, superhero life. Now, in the trailer, we see him not packing his suit, going to Venice and places like that. And uh, Nick Fury is alive and well. Now, I have a theory as to how he's even alive, but you have to wait until we get to the end because we have to dissect the trailer completely. Now, we see Nick Fury talking to him, we see Spider-Man in his stealth suit, which was really cool and really well done. Then, uh, you know, as Peter is testing out his new suit, which also has these glider wings, just like the comics, which was really, really cool. I don't think that the uh, Homecoming had this kind of suit, but the fact that Far From Home added this and the black thing, black coloring... This just goes on to say that, you know, they are really trying to remain uh, close to the original suit, which is a good thing. So while he's doing that, uh, some creatures start to appear. Now, many people have gone on to say that, well, these are obviously Hydro-Man, Sandman, and Molten Man. Well, no, they are not those guys. I mean, Sandman is a big deal. How can you just introduce him like that? So no, obviously it's not those to be honest, it looks more like uh, the Elementals. And many people on Instagram or Twitter have pointed this out, that these are most likely the Elementals from the comics. So if you don't know Elementals, they, they're exactly like you saw in the trailer. They control elements, and there's only four of them. So if you, know, if you want to know who they are, they are Hydron, Hellfire, Magnum, and Zephyr. So these guys are the actual elementals. The only one missing here, I think, uh, so far is Zephyr. I mean, Magnum is the sad dude, I think. 
Hellfire, obviously, the fiery dude, and Hydra and the water dude. But Zephyr is still missing. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Um, so these are obviously elementals. Then we see Mysterio suddenly appear and try to save the day. His powers are weird. First of all, when he appears, I don't know if he's still the visual effects dude from the comics, but he seems to be more of a magical dude here. And his helmet, which I didn't see in my first viewing and I was really mad, his helmet is magical. He just, you know, magically puts it around him and it's so damn cool. So... As a guy who actually loved Mysterio growing up, and I thought he looked really cool, I'm really happy to see that freaking helmet on. I mean, wow! So, is Mysterio magical? This is one of the first things that I will discuss right here. As we debunked one part of it, is Mysterio magical? No, obviously not, unless they changed him. But if, if not, what could that mean? Well, one of the magical things that um, comes out of Mysterio's hand looks very much like Doctor Strange's magical conjurings. So we can say that maybe, if he's not magical, he's the same guy from the comics, a visual effects dude, so that's how he you know, suddenly came from the ground amidst those uh, smokes. We can also say, like, you know, he's projecting some projections to say that he's magical that are based on Doctor Strange's projections. And then, of course, you can say that this is, a, you know, this is something I've seen so many times on social media, so I'm just saying what people are saying. This is not mine. But I think, and people think, that... Mysterio has created these elementals simply because they all look the same except for well, one of them is made of water, the other is made of fire. So many people are speculating that Mysterio is the actual villain and he's creating these guys um, with visual effects to fool people. That's why he probably says, hey kid, you don't want any part in this. That's probably why, because you know, he doesn't want him to get involved. He kind of guess that this is fake. Maybe that's what. So that can be very much it. That can be a series of fame and power. So he's using the visual effects knowledge that he has, which I really hope they don't connect it to Chitori again. Please don't. But if they do, it probably helps the visual effects standy, saying that, well, the power of Chitori helps the visual effects. Yay. And we'll probably see him, you know, be exposed to Nick Fury, and um, he has to atone, so he becomes a bad guy, and then he changes the color of his suit to the real color in the comics. <laughs> so it's a pretty cool theory. I think most people are right. This is what's exactly going down. I mean, Marvel kind of spoiled it by showing those three, um, you know, in the trailer. They could have just shown Hydro-Man, as we thought it was Hydro-Man, and we would have speculated for a long time that this is Hydro-Man, when in reality it wasn't. It's Hydron. So... Marvel or Sony kind of drop the ball. But still, who cares? We're still careful of the movie. The next thing that in the piece of the puzzle is truly magnificent to look at is that a check that Happy brings with himself when meeting Aunt May and Peter after the conference or events, whatever it was, is that you can see that the signature in there is not by Tony Stark, but by Pepper Potts. Now, many people are speculating that this means Tony's dead. But think about this. Does Tony actually sign every single thing? He's always out there saving people or doing stuff, so obviously he doesn't have time to do that. And if you're remembering Iron Man 1, most of these kinds of things fell on Pepper. So she did them, not Tony. So, well, you can speculate that Tony's dead, but you can also think to yourself that maybe he's not actually dead. He's just, well, not available at the moment. Then we come to the other thing in the trailer, where Peter calls Zendai's character uh, MJ, as we remember from Homecoming. Seems like they're really committed to, you know, replacing this MJ with the real MJ. That would be a shame. I mean, many, many people love MJ, the original MJ, and... I don't know how would people react, but this is a new world for Spider-Man anyway. I mean, we still have yet to see Norman Osborn or anyone else. Speaking of Norman Osborn, there's also a building that's being built in the New York City where Spider-Man Far From Home is taking place. Now, we did a check, and no buildings are being made right now in that area. So, many people are speculating that this can be world building. 
on Sony or Marvel's part. Now, we don't know if Sony is going to extend the contract after Far From Home is released because if you don't know, the contract with Marvel ends after Far From Home, which means Sony is really free to take away Spider-Man. But I don't think Marvel is going to take him is going to let them take him away. And I don't think this kind of building was, you know, just came out of the blue so that, you know, Sony can have it for themselves. This is obviously connected to the rest of the MCU. Now, what can this building be? Did we ever see an Osborne building in the original Homecoming? No, I don't think so. We didn't hear any mention of the Osbournes. So it can be one, it can be the Osbournes. And if you remember in the New York that Spider-Man currently is, there was supposed to be the Osborne Tower from Amazing Spider-Man, but the deal fell through. So in this world of Spider-Man and New York from MCU, an Osborne Tower doesn't exist. So we can say that maybe yes. This is Osborne Tower. On the other hand, the other very famous um, building in New York that is related to um, Spider-Man and MCU and everyone is the Fantastic Four building, the Baxter building. Given how Fantastic Four is really making a huge comeback in almost every Marvel medium, it's not that far out to think that maybe they're actually teasing it. They don't have to specifically say that, hey, this is the Baxter building, but they can tease it. They can say that, yeah, these are, you know, the four guys are moving in and, you know, they're geniuses, things like that. <laughs> of course, as you may know, only three of them are geniuses. And one of them is actually a super genius. The other guy, Johnny, is, you can't call him a genius. I don't even want to call Ben a genius, but I know he's a great mechanical guy. So, yeah, two geniuses. So, <laughs> It, they can tease it like that, but I think until the movie comes, which is July 4th or 5th, I think, um, it will already, you know, th that deal will already be done, and they'll be free to simply say, hey, Fantastic Four, they're coming. <laughs> and here comes the big theory part. When does this freaking movie take place? Many people are thinking that this happens immediately after Avengers 4, since, you know, Amy Pascal kind of said it. She actually said it. And many people are thinking that this takes place before. Some people think that, well, maybe it's in between. I have a whole other theory. I think that this does take place after Endgame, but hear me out, not the same world of Avengers. My idea is that, well, like many people think, that the original Avengers will sacrifice themselves so that the dead people can come back, all of them. And I think that by doing that, they have an infinity gauntlet on their, in their hands. They can do whatever the hell they want. So I think they turn the clock back to five years, which means Tony has to give up his marriage to Pepper, um, his apparent child, his control of S.H.I.E.L.D. All of that goes away. But they also sacrifice themselves. Now, you may think that, okay, if this does happen, does this mean that the world is so easy Thinking like, huh, these guys are dead, huh? Who gives a shit? No. And to be honest, it doesn't really help to think that, you know, um, some crazy shit happens where, you know, for example, these guys have died. So what happens to the memories? I think they're going to pull a Dragon Ball Z here. You, if you remember at the end of Dragon Ball Z, and also in Super, this was told again in episode two, I think. It was stated 
that Shenron erased the people's memory of Majin Buu. And you know why. Because <laughs> he was such a serious threat to the earth. He destroyed it and everything. So as far as, you know, that goes, they erased everyone's memory of Buu except for the people involved in the fighting, which included Goku, Z Fighters, and obviously their families. So yeah, they did that. Now I think the same thing can happen here. They think that, all right, we need to do something and we cannot let these people remember the snap. I forgot the name they Marvel gave it. I don't like it, I like snap better, the snap. So. They just think to themselves that, okay, this is the best thing that we can do. So they erase everyone's memories except for themselves. So no one ever will remember that some guy like Thanos was even there. So is this theory valid? Can be, because the movie is happening after Endgame. This is the first movie to come out after the Endgame. So this theory can very much hold ground and this can be the way that they're actually doing things. They're thinking to themselves that, okay, this can be a great escape. Why not? Let's just erase the memories so that nobody would remember what happened and nobody would know how these guys disappeared. It would be, you know, just like Thanos said. He said, I hope they remember you, but they probably won't. This can be a key word, guys, when he says, I hope they remember you. And, huh something happens like this, maybe they won't remember him. Maybe that's the key. Maybe that's something that we've been missing. Anywho, so these were the uh, analysis and theories on how this movie will go and what can happen. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any kind of theory from yourself or any friend that you think needs kind of a recognition in terms of their theory, do share it with me. Please don't share any more um, Avengers Endgame theories because that that is way too many right now. At this point, we're seeing way too many. In fact, if you go to comicbook.com, they keep posting at least two new theories every day. And it's kind of weird. Like, why would you do that? Stop it. So, anywho, guys, thank you for joining. I really hope you enjoyed this. Please give me your thoughts on all of this, what you think, what do you think will happen or won't happen, and we'll see you guys very soon.